Welcome to the Coffee with Kim podcast. I am so glad you joined me. So grab your coffee, grab your Bible. We are in One Day Legacy where we are reading, writing, and praying the book of Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you choose to say it. (laughs) Um, So I felt like God was asking us to read through the book of Habakkuk because it often looks at issues that confront people, right? Kind of like today. We're in a lot of turmoil politically and spiritually, I feel like, today. And um, this this message is was ancient. It was for them and then, but it's for us and now also, that the righteous will live by faith, but our faith has to be in God only, not in a political party, not in a stage and platform, but only in God. And so I am praying that as you spend time with him in this book— you were having amazing prayer times, um, especially right now as we, as we are in chapter two, where all the woes are. You can kind of see our nation <laughs> in some of those woes right now. Um, but I love how today's ended in uh, today's September 15th. So I do need to say a shout out to my daughter, Brianna. It is her birthday today. Um love her to death. She is one of the funniest people I know, one of the beautiful people of the world, just both her and my daughter, Megan. I'm just amazed by them every day, but I'm celebrating Brianna today because it's her birthday and I can't wait to see her later on. Um, so happy birthday, my beautiful daughter. Uh, welcome again to the coffee with Kim podcast. One day legacy. We are in Habakkuk. And um, as I am reading today's Habakkuk 2, verses 12 to 14, it's all the woes, but then you finally see a hope, <laughs> right? There's there's lots going on in the world. And if we get sidetracked by the dirt, we never see the glory. And even though it's tough sometimes, it's very, very hard sometimes. But we need to be focused on Jesus in each and every situation. We can't focus on the problem. We need to be face-to-face with Jesus. And he says that throughout the word, does he not? Set your face on me. Look at Jesus, the author and finisher. Set your face like flint. Like all through the word, he's saying, like, I'm the God. I'm the one who's going to fight this battle. You look at me. And our part, I think, you know, we're to stand and we're to put on our armor. We're to do that with the word of God and be ready to do what he tells us to do. But we're to stand in faith with him, with his word. So Habakkuk uh, 2, verses 12 to 14. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. Is it not from the Lord of armies that the people labor only to fuel their fire and countries exhaust themselves for nothing? And here's chapter, uh, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory as the waters cover the sea. So amidst everything going on in the world, like even for today, like again, this was for them and then, but for today, for us and now, whatever we are facing in this nation, and and, and it's it's been years in the making, it's not just anything new. God is not surprised by what is happening today in this climate. He is not shocked. He is not worried. So we need to take our lesson from him in that. He's not worried. His promise is, if you look to me, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory as the waters cover the sea. That is our promise. And so um, I'm reading a couple 
really nice devotionals, uh, study guides, if you will, um, commentaries. Um, the Daily Grace has a beautiful one out, and so does um, Proverbs 31 organization. They have some really nice Bible studies. And I just want to read a little bit from theirs because it's so powerful, and it says, um, when world powers are mentioned in the news today, how often do we think about Babylon? In Habakkuk's time and the decades that follow, Babylon determined the ancient world. But in the end, Babylon had conspired and conquered and built and battled for nothing. So think of that today. Like my, that's where my mind goes. My mind goes to Exodus and Genesis and all the, you know, all those prophets about, oh, we are living in Babylon. Like Daniel, we are living in Babylon. Um, yet one commentator writes, visitors to Babylon and to the other Chaldean towns and cities saw unrivaled um, magnificence and grandeur, but God looked at the city and saw bloodshed. So far from being impressed, he issued a decree. All of this would be consigned to fire and will prove an empty nothingness. And so it will be proved. So when we are faced with this and we see what's going on in the world, we know God is not shocked. He is looking. He is looking. He is looking. He's still waiting for the watchman on the wall to get in place to pray and begin to speak the words of God into each and every situation. Um, so the nature of Babylon's power was revealed when they when they conquered the Medes and the Persians. But one day uh, it was revealed that the, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. This is who we serve. This is who we serve. Our God who is filled with justice, filled with glory, filled with those things. And when he comes into a town, everyone's going to know it. Everyone's going to see it. It is not like he's distant and far off. Our job, again, we get so stuck on the dot, right? We get so stuck on what we see with our natural eyes, all the things, you know, the mask or unmask, the jab or on jab, all that we see that and we get stuck on those things. Our focus is to be on God, on his face, on his word. And then from that place, uh, the overflow flows into our neighbors and they can see that we're not worried. We're not fearful. But we have to understand there is this part, like when in 12 to 13, there is bloodshed happening. There is this stuff. God is not, not seeing it. He sees it. He knows it. He's waiting for the sons of man, like in Romans 8. He's waiting for the sons of man to stand up and take their place. So um, we also know that the wording here, the language of filling the filling God's glory was used many, many, many times. And we, we see that. And so the promise for the whole earth being made into the Holy of Holies is a promise we see again in Revelation 21 when it talks about that. Right. And so we know God is with us in the midst of all this brokenness going on. He is not leaving us abandoned. And just as this promise was given in the midst of brokenness, God is with us in the midst of that. And we are to cling to him, cling to his promises, and then God will fulfill and carry out his promises. It all goes back to our obedience in um, what he has spoken. So if he, if we know that he said, look, the earth is going to be filled with my knowledge and with the glory of God, so be it. It's going to be done. Why are you fretting? Why are you racing around? Why are you doing all this stuff? Why? Why? Because he's going to have the final say with or without you. <laughs> He's going to be God with or without you. It doesn't change. He doesn't change based on my emotions. He does not change. 
And so I am choosing to say, you know what, God, I will be aware of my times, aware of the seasons. I see what's going on, the injustice. I see all that. But I know your word says this world will be filled with the knowledge and the glory of you, just like it covers the waters and the seas. And so we have to know that and understand that and be um, sold out to that so that we're not fretting and going around like crazy people. I think, you know, we go around like that and, and we're ruining the testimony of Jesus where it's like, you know, he rested in the storm. He was in the boat sleeping. So we need to have that same, same, um, same uh, thought and thought process that, hey, God, you're resting in the midst of the storm and I'm going to rest in the midst of the storm. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do what it says. I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to seek you, but I'm leaving the battle up to you. So what happens is you get very weary if you keep trying to do the battle and you get exhausted trying to do the battle on your own strength. And so by stating that the earth would be full of the knowledge of the Lord, Habakkuk was really saying the earth would know his glory. Um, Israel dealt with the same thing and Isaiah dealt with the same thing. The Lord's glory and majesty will be evident. It will be evident throughout the earth. In um, the commentary I mentioned the other day, the um, Bible knowledge commentary, the exposition of scriptures, it says, when the Messiah rules in his kingdom, knowledge of the Lord will be worldwide. Everyone will know of him. So extensive and abundant will be the knowledge that it will be like water covering the sea. The jagged rocks of injustice and the slimy seaweed of sin will be covered with the smooth surface of God's righteousness. When Okay, key, when he rules in his kingdom. Now, we know he rules in his kingdom in heaven. Are we letting him rule in the kingdom on earth? Or are we all running around like little gods trying to fix everything? Just a thought, not saying it's true or not true. Just a thought. I just know from my personal experience, when I'm running around trying to fix everything, be everything, do everything, I'm exhausted. And, I, and the bloodshed is still running rampant. When I rely on God, and, and we have testimony upon testimony, when we rely on God, he provides, he does it. And then it's not, oh, look what they did. It's look what God did. So we always want to be in that place where it's God doing it. It's God's victory. It's God's knowledge. It's God's glory. If someone can point it back to a person, then that person gets the glory. And he says, I'm not sharing my glory with another person. So as you read um, Habakkuk today, just really be praying that verse for sure. God, that you, that the knowledge of you would fill me. The knowledge of you would fill the, the congregation I belong to. The knowledge of you would fill our government. The knowledge of you would fill the nation. The knowledge of you would fill Afghanistan. The knowledge of you would fill the entire earth, just like water covers the sea. Father, can we... See that in our time, that the knowledge of you, the glory of you, the grace of you, the beauty of you, the, 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 the glory, the knowledge, the beauty, that everything you are would be so personified in the world that everyone would know it's you. So as you're praying that out, just spend time with him today and, you know, repent if you're doing things in your own strength and then just move on into what he wants you to do. Like, in, um, you know, every day we have a choice, right? When it says take up your cross, every day we have a choice. And I don't think take up that, take up your cross means take up all your um, ministries and things like that. I really think it means take up his cross, the things that he 
died for? What did he die for? That we would know Jesus, that we would know God, that we would know truth, that we would know the word, that we would be free in him. We get trapped in, in the ministry things. And I, I made a quote the other day, don't get so lost. Uh, like, oh, no, it was, um, don't neglect the ministry of his feet for the ministry on the street. And I think when you read this in Habakkuk, you can get very lost in the ministry on the street and very much be neglecting his feet, where we are to rest, where we are to be, where we are to be hanging out at all times. And from that place, just like you said to Mary, that's the place, that's the most important place. That's where you should be, not off doing all this other stuff. That's where you're to be. So guys, just be encouraged today. Um, we have a, an amazing God, a good God. We have a God that is going to fill this earth, this world. But first he has to fill you. So let that be your prayer today, that he fills you first with the knowledge of him and the glory of him. Have a blessed day, friends.